Welcome to Dental Dilemmas, brought to you by the ADA Council on Ethics, Bylaws, and Judicial Affairs, and I am your host, Alex Mellion. Today, using the ADA's Code of Ethics and Professional Conduct, we will analyze one of the Council's most popular ethical moments. Today's question is posed by Dr. Thomas Howley in a previously published article from June of 2019. As caring, compassionate, and friendly practitioners, we naturally care and are curious about our patients and their lives. We certainly garner information on many of our patients' typical family activities, vacations, purchases, life changes, and other events as part of interacting with them in a treatment setting. In fact, this is often how we best display our concern for them, beyond perceiving them as merely dental cases needing treatment. However, in recent history, we are faced with another entirely new way to interact with patients, and that is the various social media sites that are so common now. One of the most prominent is, of course, Facebook. For the sake of simplicity, we will consider Facebook here as our example case. The question is whether friending patients on Facebook is ethical. Some ethical issues include the following. Should you have a practice-only page that you link and share with patients? Is it appropriate to link your personal page to their pages? Today we have Dr. Tom Howley with us. Uh, Dr. Howley, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself and where you practice. Uh, sure. Actually, I'm retired now. Um, I was a general dentist here in Pennsylvania for about 20 years and had to retire uh, due to some automobile accidents. So since that time, I've been doing association management. While preparing for this interview, I noticed photos of you with a number of tornadoes. Is storm chasing a passion of yours? And, and how did that come to be? Paul? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I've always been fascinated with tornadoes, and I actually started collecting tornado literature and books, and I have the best uh, tornado book collection actually in the world, wow. um, including the uh, signed copy of the very first book that was ever written about tornadoes in 1887. Um, many, many years ago, I used to, uh, you know, I'd see somebody that would talk about it on TV or be in the Sunday paper or whatever, and I would write them and ask, is there any way I could go? And, and you couldn't. Um, but when the movie Twister came out, some of the guys who were chasing on their own realized there were people who would pay to do that. So they formed uh, storm chasing companies. And so for 20 years, I was a driver, a forecaster and guide for a storm chasing country company um, in the Midwest. And I've seen over 300 tornadoes now. Wow, that's amazing. I, I remember watching Twister a bunch of times growing up and I didn't realize that was a possibility to be able to do that. So that's an awesome and very interesting and great experience. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, sure. Um, Today, we're discussing potential ethical considerations of a dentist friending a patient personally on social media. Uh, what inspired you to write this article? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it was uh, a couple of years back I did it. I'm not sure. I think it was around 19. Um, and we were sort of in the heyday of the media, uh, social media, you know, frenzy where the thing that was most important was how many likes you got and how many friends you had. And people uh, began posting really anything they could think of in an effort to be popular. Um, and there's some real dangers and concerns, I think, that go along with that, particularly for professionals. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree with you. And I know a number of dentists would as well. Um, in the article, you discuss how sharing information with your patients may make it appear that the dentist is a real person. But how does this actually benefit the doctor-patient relationship? Um, can you expand more on that thought? I thought you broke it down very clearly. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, the majority of the patients that you see, you don't really spend a lot of time with unless they need a lot of uh, restorative care or, you know, appointments. But the average patient uh, has very little 
time and really interaction to to judge what kind of person you are. You know, they can make a pretty good assessment on if you're clinically competent, if you seem nice enough. Um, but a choice of a of a you know a dentist, a provider for you and your family is is, is a big decision. Um, that's veracity or truthfulness in a very practical way in the article. Um, how do you feel friending a patient personally can affect that relationship overall? Well, I, th- I think it's not so much a case of friending them. It's a, it's a case of what gets posted when, you know, as friends, you have access to each other's information. And, and it's, you know, critical as a professional that whatever you put out there to your patients and the people that, you know, friend um, with you, it, you know, it, it reflects positively on the profession. And, you know, it's, it's you want to reflect that it, what you're genuinely like, you know, so they can, they can understand, you know, what kind of person you are. Uh, but we all act, you know, at times a little less responsibly, maybe, you know, party too much or, you know, inappropriate jokes or take some funny pictures. And I don't think that's what you want to have on your professional page. Um, as far as the veracity issue, though, is, is, you know, you have to be genuine. You can't put stuff out there that isn't actually you. And that's a big part of social media. You know, it's, it's selfies of, wherever you are, you know, I know we touched on tornadoes a minute ago, and I'll give you an example. Um, you know, when we were on the store, storm chasing com- com- company, um, we were very successful. And uh, anybody who knows the Weather Channel knows for years, they ran uh, the great tornado hunt where they went out and drove around in their vehicles and chased down tornadoes, try to get footage. Well, they, they weren't very good at it. So what they would do is they would actually follow us and then they wouldn't show us in the recordings <laughs> and the footage. But we were out there one time and another tour company that had nothing to do with it um, saw us all in a parking lot waiting. They came over and kind of inched their way in, took some selfies in front of the Weather Channel vehicles and then immediately posted on their website that they were out chasing with the Weather Channel and the Great Tornado Hunt. <laughs> well, you know, Technically, they were out with them. They had nothing to do with it, though. So it was really not at all reflecting the truth of the situation. Um, and I don't think that's any different than saying going to a conference and saying that, you know, you attended the International Implant Conference when really all you did was, you know, stay in the hotel so you could go to Disney World or something. So you have to, you have to make sure what you're doing is actually genuine and, and authentic and true. No, I, I think you're exactly right. I know that... Um... We work to preserve that trust and integrity um, in the eyes of the public. And that's a, a wonderful point to bring up. And I think very true and, and still, like you said, the article is three years old, but still very true today. Um, and like you had said, the article was published about three years ago, if not a little longer. Do you think anything, do you think any differently as public perception regarding social media continues to change? And it's not necessarily all about the likes anymore, but do you think that has changed much or uh, um, yeah, actually, I would even issue a stronger warning about what you post these days than I did back then. And I agree, it's it's not just the likes and stuff now, but, you know, we've seen in, in politics and business and just in society in general now how, you know, everyone goes back and finds the, the slightest... Um, you know, post uh, of something that maybe it was humor at the time or intended as humor at the time and it's analyzed and, you know, for perceived slights and insensitivities and and there's this ever-changing standard of what is acceptable. So even what you thought was acceptable maybe to post three or four years ago, uh, most likely a, a good portion of it would not be acceptable to someone at this point. 
No, I, you bring like, up another excellent point, and I couldn't agree more. You see that almost daily in social media that something comes up from, be, from the past, and that's definitely a very good point to bring home. Um, if you had one small piece of ethical advice to share with a recent dental school graduate, what would that be? Um, I, I think it would be that you have to treat every patient, you know, as exactly as you'd want someone to treat your parents, your spouse, your children, your partner, you know, other close family. I know that sounds old and it sounds trite, um, but, but it's the reality. You know, patients are not treatment plans. They're not cases to examine to see what you can bill, uh, you know, what income you can generate. They're, they're valuable individuals and, and they ne're need they deserve to be treated with dignity. Um, and I think if you do that, they they perceive that, they understand that, and it, it's very valuable. No, yeah, thank you for that answer. I know that point comes up a lot in um, a lot of our discussions and is definitely something to, to always keep in mind. Um, and then just finally wrapping up here, do you have any final thoughts to share about this article or social media today in, in regards to dentistry? Um. I guess first I'd say it's 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 better to to not post or share something now than to regret it later, because um, once it's there, it's it's there forever, and and you know to tie it into dentistry and and the code ethics and that sort of thing, you know I I, I think if you look at the core concepts and principles of the code of ethics, you know they apply in in all kinds of areas of your life, not not just the dental office, um, and you know if if you use it as a, a resource and a guide, I think, you you know, you'd be well served. No, thank you. Uh, Dr. Holly, this has been a, a great and very rewarding conversation. I appreciate you taking the, the few minutes out of your busy evening and, and spending some time with me. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, I hope that uh, is some help. Yeah, thank you. A final note about the episode. Please see the show notes for a link to the original article and stay tuned for future episodes. At the close of the episode, continue listening to hear the sections of the ADA's Principles of Ethics and Code of Professional Conduct pertinent to the original Ethical Moment article. Thank you for keeping ethics at the forefront of the dental profession, and join Sibja as we continue to solve dental dilemmas. This article discusses two sections of the ADA's Principles of Ethics and Code of Professional Conduct. These sections are as follows. 2G, personal relationships with patients. Dentists should avoid interpersonal relationships that could impair their professional judgment or risk the possibility of exploiting co the confidence placed in them by a patient. Section 5, F6, Websites and Search Engine Optimization. Many dentists employ an internet website to announce their practices introduce viewers to the professionals and staff in the office, describe practice philosophies and impart oral healthcare information to the public. Dentists may use services to increase the visibility of their websites when consumers perform searches for dental related content. This technique is generally known as SEO. Dentists have an ethical obligation to ensure that their websites, like their other professional announcements, are truthful and do not present information in a manner that is false and misleading in a material respect. Also, any SEO techniques used in connection with a dentist's website should comport with the ADA, ADA principles of ethics and code of professional conduct. Thank you for listening and follow us on your preferred podcast listening service to be notified when new episodes are released.
Remember to keep ethics at the forefront of your daily practice and stay tuned to Sibja Decode's Dental Dilemmas.